Hey there, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Game Changers, where we talk to some of your favorite sports personalities about their journey into their profession. I'm your host, Dan Harris. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Harris 80. Last week, we talked to Brad Evans about his journey from a, being a school teacher into basically one of the first people really to make a mark in the fantasy sports industry. Today, uh, we're talking to somebody a little different, somebody with a little more hair, uh, somebody who loves Blake Jarwin a little more, uh, and somebody whose journey is vastly different than uh, Brad's, for what I understand. That is Mike Wright of the Fantasy Footballers. You can find him on Twitter at FFHitman. Mike, thanks for joining me. How you doing? Um, I'm doing all right. I take issue with the part of a little more hair than Brad Evans. I have uh, full luscious locks compared to Baldy McBaldster over there. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, yeah, I'm trying not to insult too many of our <laughs> oh, previous guests. Brad, Brad would love it. Brad would retweet it. It's fair. It's fair. All right. Well, I tell you what, when this comes out on Twitter, I will tweet the fact of the, the specific comment that you've made. About his hair, and he'll probably love it. Well, Brad, Brad was a, a great guest. But speaking of that, you know, speaking of your hair, I want to know what is your haircut situation right now? Given, <laughs> given, because I'll tell you what mine is. Legitimately, it's not a joke. I wake up in the morning, I go into my bathroom, into the mirror, and I just randomly cut spots that look out of place. I assume that's kind oh. of like how Michelangelo did the David, right? He was just like, let me just chip away at anything that wasn't didn't look like a dude standing there in perfect form. That's kind of what I do with my hair. Randomly just cut sure. spots. It, it's I, working. I look not terrible. So what? what's your situation? There are, I mean, the 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 story, the lore goes, that's how Rachel, the, the Rachel haircut started. I'm talking about Jennifer Aniston playing Rachel and Friends. Like I have read that the way she got that uh, signature haircut is she would just like randomly cut at pieces of her hair. But uh, my story is uh, I put a hat on, as you can see in the video. Yes. I'm unveiling the hair here a little bit. Uh, the, the situation is a little more under control. The wife gave her best uh, attempt at a fade <laughs> to, to, nice. shave the, to shave the sides. And, look, she did actually a pretty good job. Uh, it, more so for uh, – so I just don't feel – just terrible with, yeah. with my with my hair growing out and feeling like a chia pet, just like a fuzzy teddy bear. So I, I had her bring the sides in, but I'm fine wearing a hat every day if I need to, and right now I need to. I'm much more concerned about my kid. Like my son has the full on afro going at this point. Oh, and now you're in you're in Arizona. We're in the Arctic of New Hampshire, so it's still cold here. But once that heat mm. comes, the kids gonna. It's be cold just, there, dude. It's legit it snowed two days ago i'm not Dude, we're we're swimming yeah yeah well i tell you what party at your house then okay i'll be right there i'll be All over right. in you know like four months okay I'll, I'll head out there and it'll be fine sounds good <laughs> all right i i do want to tell you you know you're the second guest on the podcast and i you know i want to talk about your journey i, I want to be honest with you and tell you the mike the first time i knew the name mike Wright. Uh, I started uh, working for Fantasy Pros, contributing to them at all, just on a part-time basis on their news desk, writing some articles in March of 2016. So I predated Mike Taglier, who's now, you know, mm. he and Bobby are the co-hosts sure. of the Fantasy Football Podcast. I was driving into work uh, one day and I was listening to an episode. It was one of Mike's early episodes. And I was absolutely hysterically laughing, hysterically mm. laughing the entire ride. And I was like, oh my God, that was a great podcast. And I legitimately was like, who is 
this guest with the voice of an angel who's making me nearly <laughs> drive off the road. And I asked, uh, you know, the, the guy, you know, who, who kind of supervised me, I was like, who is, who is that? He's like, oh, that's, you know, Mike Wright of the footballers. And actually, he mentioned something that you originally wrote for Fantasy Bros, right? Like, I did. Back in the early days, right? Yeah, I was one of the launch victims. <laughs> Uh, for lack of a better word, no, no. Uh, when they started their whole news desk thing, I, I applied. I got accepted. I mean, it was and it was actually like it was really big for me. I, I, fantasy sports was a real true passion of mine, and this was like, hey, maybe who knows? Who knows what's gonna happen in my life? I might as well try and do this thing on the side. So I, I was I would do some blurbs for fantasy pros. I, uh. Blaine was my my contact, and I just kept poking him, you know, just kept trying to keep my name on the top of the stack of saying, hey, if you got any more responsibilities, so eventually, I don't know what the hierarchy is is now for your news desk, but that back then when they were trying to figure it all figure it all out, I like I got put in charge of a division to make sure that yep. certain things are getting talked about. You know, th these teams, eventually I took on someone else's division because they left. So I was doing a whole bunch of blurb writing for Fantasy Pros, and then eventually they let me write a couple articles as well. So, yeah, I guess my my very very first published piece of any kind for fantasy football was on Fantasy Pros. Sweet. So I will personally take credit then for all your success. <laughs> I, oddly enough, that's nearly an identical story to how I got my start as well. Started contributing to news desk, writing articles, talking to Blaine who I now get to boss around. Um, so pretty funny, actually, that it was. But let, let, let's go before then, and let, let's move right. back. One of the things I kind of realized in talking to a bunch of people about how they got their start is that not everybody was a huge football fan necessarily growing up. I mean, have you always been like a diehard? You're, in, you're from Arizona, too, right? I mean, so sure, you've been yes. a Cardinals fan? Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm an Arizona native, and no, I wasn't always a diehard football fan because, one, we didn't have a football team. Uh at the very beginning of my life, I think the Cardinals came, oh crap, like mid, later 80s. I was born mm -hmm. in 83, and they stunk for a really, really long time. Uh, the The situation at the top of the team was not great. They played outdoors in a college stadium when it was 1,000 degrees, and and they were really, really bad. So, And you know who was great? The Phoenix Suns. So I was all in on basketball. I was, I, I loved the Suns. I went, you know, I had two eras with them, the Barkley era. I kind of fell out of basketball. Then Mike D'Antoni and Steve Nash, they, they sure. pulled me right back in. I didn't miss a single game. And the, the way I really got into football was uh, the announcement of the, the Cardinals are building a new stadium. The way to secure a good seat in the new stadium, you got to have season tickets at the old stadium for a couple years that like that was going to get, you know, of course right. the, the better pick. So my, my pops wanted tickets. Like my, my dad grew up in Minnesota. So he was now a Cardinal fan, but he grew up a diehard Minnesota Vikings fan. Uh, so that that's like his second team. It's also my second team by proxy. But anyway, so he, he buys the season tickets. We start going to games. It's miserable. It's, it's so hot. So you're, hot. God, so, I can't even you're, imagine. You're sitting on metal bleachers. It's 
they're bad. They don't win. And, and eventually you had a couple winning games. Uh, I was at the game. I don't know how many people remember it. Like it's, it was a big one for Arizona. Funny enough, they were playing the Minnesota Vikings. It was, it, the Cardinals were bad. The Vikings were good. Uh, but they had to win this game to get into the playoffs. And we, the Cardinals threw a Hail Mary at the last second to beat the Vikings. And like I was at that game. And so, and eventually the new stadium gets built. We get Kurt Warner, things turn around. And that's when I really, really started getting into to football and, and then the, the fantasy side of it as well. Because I was a, uh, along with basketball, I was a pretty diehard fantasy basketball player as well. Okay, so you didn't you didn't like graduate from high school or 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 college or anything thinking I'm gonna in some capacity fantasy football regular football no. thinking that you're gonna cover football right that that's no not I was path was I was gonna be a gigantic rock star I was going to play stadiums and tour the world that was did you the... did you do any of that uh do you tour the world no well I've I mean I've been to a couple places all right. <laughs> Do you but play no. like music shows when you go there, or you just mean for fun? No, like uh, just for fun. But ah. I, I've, I've done, I've done some touring. I've done plenty of things involved in music. That was really what I thought I was going to do coming out of high school, and then college was. I went to school to make or college to make video games. Quickly learned that I'm not as good at the art side as the people who are professionals. Like I will never be as good as them. So I went audio. So I. The second half plan turned into, I'm going to make sound effects and music for video games. So I did that for, for quite a while before getting into fantasy or professional fantasy. Okay. All right. So then let's keep going then. So you're, you're on that path. That's what you're going to do essentially with your career. So is this something where you meet, you know, Jason and Andy and that's what sort of gets you into it? Or were you yep. sort of, yeah, is that how it started? Yep. That is, that's how it started. So I graduate. For uh, I get my you know my bachelor I bachelor's I now I'm looking for a job. I go to this small game meeting. It's oh shoot IGDA International Game Designer Association I think anyway. So they it's just like you know a big group for people who make video games and they have small pockets. Well, we had one in Phoenix, and Jason was in charge. He was a co-owner of actually a, a very successful video game business that they were focused on Facebook video games at the time because this was during Farmville and and all of those uh whatever it was mob wars mafia wars I don't know yeah but yeah. you know like you, you everyone who was on Facebook knows what I'm talking about in that era it was it was insane you're getting spammed all the time <laughs> but so th they were partially responsible for some of that <laughs> <laughs> oh Jason all right uh, yeah but anyways so they uh he he kind of is, he's the the guest speaker trying to rally the troops saying this is what we're doing and i approach him at the end say hey man i just graduated i do audio and here's you know here's my card and it just so happened they were making a game called miscrits and that game was a monster collection type of a game so like a pokemon but it'll be on facebook and they need a whole bunch of audio and music. So right place, right time. And they hired me. And I worked for that company for seven years, I think. Okay. And so where does the fantasy football come in? So the fantasy football comes in because that's what we actually cared about <laughs> inside the office. Uh, 
that's <laughs> it's what we talked about nonstop. Our the league of record that we reference frequently on the podcast that got its start mostly inside of the the, the game company where uh, the league is full. It's, I mean, it's I don't know sixty or seventy percent of the people in the league are people who worked in that office, and it it was a ten team league. The company was expanding. And they knew they needed to get a couple more people into the league, so they expanded to 12. That's how I got in and uh, one of my other artist buddies at at the company. So they let me in. I came in. I took over. I dominated. I won uh, I won two championships. I was two championships in the first four years in my league, but or in that league. And but that's what we would talk about. Like that's what the real passion was. And this league was <laughs> what not was is it's it's wild man that this league has no money there's never been money on the line and i've never wanted to win or keep winning a league as much as i want to win this one like i've been in big money leagues and it's i don't know you you know you great i got 500 bucks at the end of the end of the season that comes and goes but the glory of winning this league and how much everyone cares about winning and losing the, the 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 value of that man you can't you can't measure it cuz when you win you get to lord it over these these people for a full year and it hurts it hurts <laughs> when they when you rub it in that you are the champion of this league uh so any, anyways so this league we we just try and take it uh at least a step every year to make it better and better we eventually it's always a live draft in person, we get to the point where we have, we have tables set up. We bring in another one of our buddies, and he's Roger Goodell. We're handing all our picks in on a on an index card, and he's reading them. Yep. Uh, everyone's got banners. Everyone's got T-shirts. And one year, we decide, Andy and I, and let's do a podcast. Let's do a podcast for this league, specifically for these twelve people. We'll take one lunch every week, and we'll just. Get on microphones. We'll have fun. We'll talk crap. Do what you do for fantasy football. So we're doing that. Everybody is really enjoying it. Uh, we have a, a section of the of the show called the the Tradesaurus Rex, and people would make would make legitimately make trades, hoping that they got to be featured on this stupid podcast. That's for. T- for 10 people yeah that's some... to be clear you're not this isn't going anywhere right no. this is legitimately just for this your is, league mates this is legit just for our league mates but that's how much we care about winning this league like, yep. you want to be featured on the league's podcast so it we're ridiculous moronic human beings yes but anyways so the we get to a point of well what's what if we tried to do a real podcast that is going to be forward facing. It's not just for the league. It's going to go out to the public. So we for Andy and I form the fantasy footballers and we take one lunch every, uh, every week and re- record our version of the show. The show was much, much different then. Uh, we sucked. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I was actually the host of the show, which is really funny for people to learn about because Andy is the host and Andy right. is a sensational host. But at the time, I had more experience on microphone because I had done you know like music. I was a front man for a band, so I, 
I just was more comfortable at the time in front of a microphone. Thankfully, we made the switch because Andy's a much better host than I am. Uh, but So we're, we're making that. The show is terrible. Nobody is listening to it. <laughs> uh, eventually, we talk to Jason. And Jason's, because Jason is our, our boss. And he's like, guys, what? The, the other show was so much fun. The show that's for the league. He's, and this show, the footballers, is just, it's not fun. What And so it's basically what we figured out is happening is we're trying to emulate other people. We're, you know, we, we're having to be the sports guy. We're having to be what people expect to hear on the radio. And that's just not who we were as personalities. So we were basically put, we were restricting ourselves. We were holding back. And once Jason gave us that comment, it was, yeah, you're, you're right, man. We we're not suit and tie guys. Like let's be the guys that we are on the league podcast for the footballers. So we start improving a little bit. Still nobody's listening, but but yeah, we sure. at least feel like the show's getting better. Then unfortunately, Facebook gaming and that company starts to take a turn for the worst. Uh you can read the tea leaves that this thing is about to shut down. I I actually got laid off twice by the company uh, but, oh. but anyways so eventually the 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 final bell tolls on the company and all of us are oh crap what are we going to do for work now uh andy and jason went to to school to become realtors i was doing all music things i was trying to start up a, a a beard company like a, a beard oil company and do some some other things but we all decided hey or Andy and I decided, I should say, hey, you know, let, we're not, we have, we have nothing to lose. Let's try and keep the podcast going. And then it was, let's bring Jason in because Jason uh, is one, I mean, one of the s- smartest business people I've ever met in my life, as, as well as Andy is. But it was like, let's bring another mind in. Jason's background is in, is in comedy. It's in improv. Like he is hilarious he is he is legitimately hilarious and makes me laugh all the time let's bring him in let's get another voice in and so the, so there was the three of us we we start going we make the decision should we start should we relaunch the podcast now and we're talking about this is in in february when you know of course football is peaking in february sure. <laughs> no it where everybody's too, really just yeah. gunning for some content. Yeah, it's redraft podcasts in February at that time. <laughs> That's what people really wanted. Do we do? We, do we launch now or do we actually launch in June when training camp is going? And it was no, man. Let's just let's get it going. Let's let's yeah. see what happens. So so we do that, and listeners start trickling in, start trickling in, and then it was another man. Right place, right time. We just happened to, like, we just got into podcasting right before a, another podcast boom explodes. Fantasy football took a took a huge step, and we just happened to be there and really connected with listeners. So that that summer, we saw the listenership really hit a hockey stick curve and just spike up and uh, to the point of guys. I think that we can turn this into a real job if we if we really go for it, commit to five shows a, a week in August. You know, like like the real big guys. 
I think we can make it happen and haven't looked back since. And now we're going into our sixth season, I think. And so that was all from the time that you guys really went for it in February to the time in August where you just said, okay, this is it. We're all in. We're pushing all our chips in. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's a unbelievable blessing the the way that it worked out for us because i know there's like i have friends i have industry friends who are out there that they've been grinding for years man and we our our success was pretty overnight yeah so i i guess let me ask a couple of things first of all when you were doing the podcasting was there any writing going on because now you guys obviously you know you're, you're known for the podcast of course but you've got a you know, you've got plenty of writers who who work for your company. You put a lot of written stuff. Were you just podcasting at that time? I was still doing um, the fantasy pros stuff at okay. that time, if I, if I remember right. So, I mean, I'm I'm blurbing and doing a couple articles, but I'm I can write. Like I I I consider myself a pretty solid and decent writer. It's just not it's not my medium. I am a musician. I am an audio person. I would much rather sit and have a conversation with somebody over the podcast and sit down and crank out a 3000 word article. Like, and there's people that's what they do. Like that's in their blood. It's just not in mine. Yeah. Okay. So if you hadn't gone full time, I mean, given the pace, do you think you guys would have been able to, you know, what, what would the pacing have been like? Do you think if you didn't, it's a big risk, Mike, which you're, acknowledging here yes basically go solo and one of the real reasons which i'll ask you about in a second you are not affiliated with a big site where you jump on you decide this is what we're going to do we're going to go for it you know with this name we have sort of this backing you guys are three guys who are doing your thing and doing it really well and just decide we're gonna go for this and we're gonna go for it full time that's a tough thing for a lot of people to do could you have sustained that pace if you didn't push all your chips in at the time, I mean, w would it have been sustainable for you guys to do this, still trying to to grind it out on the sure. side and a regular job without pushing all your chips in? Um, man, I probably not. It, uh, like the, the way that we went about it. Well, I'll say first off, one of the things that we do with, with part of the success that came was we treated the show as a business immediately. This wasn't. It, it wasn't just, hey, guys, let's do a, a fantasy football podcast. It was, let's start a fantasy football business. And our primary uh, good, so to speak, the primary consumable will be the podcast. And we we focused so much on the podcast. It's it's interesting for people now who are, are, who are getting into the podcast space as, as far as just a listenership. Because back when we started... There wasn't nearly the amount of, of fantasy football podcasts there are today, but the ones back then, it was it was rough, man. Where sure. you had you had ESPN, who they had a, a quality product, real high quality audio. The guys at CBS, also high quality audio, good show. Yep. But from that, but other than those two shows, it was a total crapshoot of people putting out products where the information is is good but i'm i can't listen to this this is this is unbelievably boring man like you're it's it's people who shouldn't be they're writers they're writers trying to force themselves into a podcast or their audio quality 
like the 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 one I always go back to is it sounds like it's like a lawnmower running in a telephone booth <laughs> where you just yeah. every fourth word I can't make out what you're saying because you guys didn't take any time to learn the craft of audio or you had just knuckleheads out there who were you were like I don't believe anything that this person is saying this is <laughs> right. terrible advice uh so we at the very beginning we kind of established the three guidelines for our show we're going to make sure that the podcast is always always high level production at the highest it could possibly be my background is in audio so i knew how to do all of these things i was already comfortable with microphones uh getting all that set up getting set up in a in a digital workstation making sure the compression of our files is optimized so it doesn't sound like crap, but it's also not this 150 megabyte file because this is also six years ago when you were capped at how much data you could stream. So like that was a, a, a that was a section of the business that I took on. Then we needed to make sure that we were always giving out good information, we're well researched, and we're entertaining. Like so it was it was the combination of these three things. We always refer to it as these are the three pillars of the show. And I believe because we had those three pillars and we were so focused on the three pillars, that's why when listeners come into the show, they they stick with us. They they build a connection with who we are as as guys and just again morons. But they know they know that we know what we're talking about and we're entertaining them and we're giving them a, a high quality production as well. So I really have one more question and and it builds off what you just said before we get into uh, the final segment of the blitz which is my favorite but here's the deal sure you are basically probably an inspiration to the vast majority of people who are out there who want to get into the business right because in the end what you guys were were three friends you know mm -hmm. essentially who basically had something that worked and started it all on your own and it blossomed into this fantastic business and people love you and you guys are great. But, and I want to put you on the spot here because I mean, it, it's hard if the answer to this question is no, and it would be hard to say that, but is what you guys did legitimately repeatable? Because I ask it because of this. <laughs> you, no, I'm not kidding because you mentioned three things. Okay. Number one, you guys are all highly, highly entertaining. Highly entertaining. That's not necessarily something that you can, I mean, you can work on it, obviously, and I'm sure your podcast has changed since yes. the early days and stuff like that, of course. You can work on it, but naturally speaking, you mentioned Jason kind of has a background in comedy. You know what I mean? You guys are funny. Number two, you guys are very accurate. You are always, you know, you know, Fancy Bros measures the accuracy leaders. All three of you are always, you know, at worst in the top 20 year in and year out. You guys really know your stuff. And third, as you mentioned, you kind of had a background in making sure that the audio quality was good. There are a lot of Joes on the street right now who have a lot of fantasy football knowledge, you know, and really want to break into the industry. Are Did you guys, do you think, and especially now where it, you know, the market is more saturated mm -hmm. than when you guys came in, especially the podcast, is it? repeatable do you think are there people out there who could follow this really really you know narrow path? you guys kind of threaded the needle with this thing because again <laughs> you built it from the ground up yes is it something that's sustainable or I, i'll i mean because again the reason i i really wanted to do this podcast is because 
I you asked by the way earlier. I don't know what happened. I run the news desk now uh, on Fantasy Pros. All right. So I get a lot of people, you know, who are just starting out. I just, you know, I I talk to them on email. I give them advice about what necessarily to do. But I'm wondering, do you think the model you guys use is replicable? I mean, can people do it that way now? Where fantasy football is at this stage? Sure, it. I would say it's possible. But it's it's gonna be way harder. One, because look, if if you're gonna try and be on the top, the fantasy football is gonna have to knock you down. <laughs> I love no, it. Out no, to but, kill. But yeah, joking. I'm joking about that. Uh, but like I said, when when we really took off, it wasn't just a. It wasn't just us getting lucky at the timing of the this fantasy football hitting this turbo button of jumping fully mainstream because you know it's it's wild to look at the the growth of just fantasy sports overall and how exponentially they have grown and the the biggest factor was that was getting online and because fantasy sports used to be you write things down you go to a newspaper you track box scores that way you manually add up all the points but now, like the big thing was ESPN, Yahoo, these people building infrastructure so that you could play online. And just about six years ago, it, there was just this inflection point where I think people finally were all in to it. Like as in when you when you're in the office, like uh, J- Joe and Jane Doe just. Yeah, sure, I can jump on. It's not hard. There is there is no difficulty for me to get on. So the, the timing of fantasy sports hitting this explosion point, as well as podcasting, and the fact that the fantasy space had not been completely saturated, or I should say over oversaturated. I don't I don't, I don't know the right way to to phrase it. Uh, but there were writers everywhere. There weren't excellent podcasts everywhere. It's a lot more difficult now because people are stepping up their game when it, when it comes to podcasting. There, people have figured out. Oh, I do need to worry about my audio quality. I do need to worry about being entertaining as well as giving out good information. So I, I won't say it's it's not impossible, of course, because the people come from nowhere. Like you guys just uh, you guys just stole one of our people. <laughs> That's right, stole them right off, Kyle Yates, my man. And, and it's again. I'm I'm joking. We're like, I'm very very happy for Kyle. Like mm-hmm. that, it brings a sense of pride that somebody who we kind of gave Kyle his first shot at getting a, a bigger platform to write, and he, I mean, Kyle's journey to from 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 unknown to getting a shot to write for us to being full time on the Fantasy Pros podcast. That was rapid, man. Yeah. His his ascent was, was similar to ours, where like there's there's outlets out there to do it all completely by yourself. It's gonna be a lot harder than than what we got our start. But I won't say it's impossible. Yeah, I I really appreciate that honesty, Mike, because I feel like you know that's the truth. I, I think you guys. I don't want to say it's an anomaly, uh, you know, because you guys were doing it at. It's a fine, man. You can. You can no, because the thing is about an anomaly is because I don't feel like if when people if they want to put that label, 
I don't believe it discredits the show. The show was, you know, I, I always think about the, uh, the Eminem song from eight mile where he's like, you get, you know, you have your one lose shot. yourself, lose yes, yourself. Ex- exactly. Oh, that song That's back when it. I would play when I would play live, I would listen to that show to get pumped up. I listened to it was, before every single law school exam. That is not a joke. And if there you, you go, can man. see me on YouTube and you look at me, if you can imagine me walking around a law school <laughs> campus rapping to lose just, yourself, just airboxing the most embarrassing sight you could ever possibly see. But anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. But the 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 anomaly was the opportunity. The show was ready. Like we had worked we were working very hard and we had a magic that is hard to replicate because we're three best friends in the same room. Mm-hmm. So the anomaly was the opportunity, but the show was ready. It wasn't when people say you know that that's it's impossible. It was the show had been crafted for this moment. Yep. And we just when the moment came, our show was ready, thankfully. So we yeah. didn't waste that opportunity. And to be clear, anomaly anomaly was meant as a pure compliment because you guys sort well, thank of, you. for lack of a better way to say it, had such magic and had every part of what you would need to do what you guys did that I it really does strike me as something that's difficult to replicate in today's day and age. So that is, I, I'm, and I know you understood that. It certainly didn't yes. mean it in any way. Like, a positive thing, an incredible thing. We're all, we're all good, my man. Yeah, all right. Thank <laughs> good thing. Uh, the one thing I'm going to add before we, we finish up here with the last segment is writing or podcasting for your own league. My first quote unquote article that I ever did was a press conference that I held, uh, you know, a, a, a written yes. press conference about how Coach Harris was considering starting then quarterback Joe Webb for was who was filling in supposed to be for Brett Favre at wide receiver because of a glitch in Yahoo had him wide receiver eligible um, and how crazy that decision was and how I was concerned because it was a Sunday night game or a Monday night game and Brett Favre had been doubtful earlier in the year and had actually mm. played instead but it was a fake press conference and I'm not kidding I still go back to that article it's in our Yahoo history as sure. like one of my best ever written pieces. And people joke about it even then. And they were like, you should really think about this. Um, things like that are a great way just to get things started. I mean, doing a podcast for your own league is insane. Absolutely nuts. <laughs> and I love that you guys did that. But doing getting your start, if you really want to sort of dip your toes into the water, if if you don't have any other outlet, do that. Do something for your own league. And get started that way, you know. So I, I really just wanted to echo that part uh, of yeah. what you said. You have to take reps, you, like it, no matter what it is. It, it's to use in a sports analogy, you got to get your reps in. Like our podcast at the beginning, we it was it sucked, man. <laughs> like when you the first time you sit down and talk to someone, tr- try and have a conversation with somebody, but into a microphone, it's it's the it's a thing you can't explain it's just different yep. and you you're you have to get used to it you got to get those reps same with writing you're gonna suck yeah because <laughs> because guess what everybody sucks at some point no Correct. one is just amazing right away you're gonna suck get through that get your reps and then so when the anomaly hits when the opportunity strikes you are actually ready because you don't that what would oh you don't want to jump into the opportunity if you're not actually ready because it's not going to work. You're going to 
you will fail if that happens. 100% agree. So, you know, however you want to get your start out there, honestly, practice it in whatever outlet that you have to do that. Practice it for sure, because that is going to make you better. All right. We're going to have one more segment here, Mike. It's called The Blitz. I'm going to ask you 10 questions. But before we get into that, uh, I want to remind everybody that we are giving away a signed Devontae Adams helmet. Uh, All you have to do to be entered into the contest is to leave a review for this show on uh, Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. Send a screenshot of that review to gamechangers at fantasypros.com. That gets you entered into the pot, into the contest to win the signed Devontae Adams helmet. It also helps us get off the ground. As I said, Mike is the second guest. We're going to be doing, you know, a lot more of these. Um, so get help get our name out there uh, and possibly win a free Devontae Adams signed helmet. I, I chuckle over here because you want to, if you want to talk about game changing. Yes. The, re- <laughs> the reason everyone gives away all this signed stuff now, which is great. Like I'm all about it. This guy. <laughs> like, what do you mean? We. Uh, so I'm assuming that's from Pristine Auction. You are correct. Yeah. So here's a great story for you. Um, we uh, David Johnson becomes a folk hero of the fantasy footballers. A fan points to me on Twitter, says, "Hey, check this out. It's a signed David Johnson jersey." I'm like, "Oh man." I am all over this. I got to go. I got to win this. So I go to this website I've never been to. I win a David Johnson jersey. And as I'm checking out, you know, I'm looking at the cost of shipping and wait a minute. This company's in Phoenix, Arizona. Very interesting. Maybe Can I just go pick it up? Awesome. I just saved a whole bunch of money on shipping because this place is 15 minutes away from my house. I go pick up my David Johnson jersey and I leave a, a note with the receptionist say, hey, you know, tell the owner I would love to talk to him. I have a pretty successful fantasy football podcast. I think it would be a great place for you guys to market. And the the, the owner eventually calls me back and we we get a few, we get a great business uh, friendship working. And like before we started giving out pristine auction stuff, like it wasn't. People weren't doing this, and now everyone gives out signed autograph memorabilia from Pristine Auction, and I take full <laughs> I take full responsibility for this transformation in in the fantasy space of of a of a great way to engage with your listeners, have them get, leave your reviews, you know, all these things, and so it's it's pretty funny when I when I think back to this chance this happenstance of me winning a David Johnson jersey and then realizing that that company was 15 minutes away from me. Well, that is awesome. A great story. Pristine Auction is great, by the way. And the fact yes. that we've basically been quarantined, I essentially just spend it like when my kids get crazy with school and right. start freaking out. I'm like, you know what? If you if you buckle it up a little bit later on, we'll go on Pristine Auction. My son is a huge sports fan, my six-year-old. Nice. We buy something. Last time we just bought a bunch of baseball cards. Something they have everything on there. But second, yeah, and great I, people who run the company. Well, I I'll take your word for it because I I don't live in Arizona, so I've never met them personally. But I will say this: I uh, I'm gonna let you take credit then for the <laughs> Devontae Adams helmet. But I am going to take credit for your entire career because you started at Fantasy Pros <laughs> and the News Desk. So me and Fantasy Pros. But I was that, there. Was I was there before you? Nah, not really. I I've always been there you know what some year, way some what year some, did you get it going that i'm not going to reveal that information you're oh, I'm, I'm the host oh, mike stop okay trying, no i honestly 
you were you did uh predate me uh march of 2016 was when i applied to write mm. for the mlb news desk because i do both i do both i do mlb and football over here so <sighs> that, that's when i first started and i quickly rose up the ranks and now i run the news desk which by the way has taken leaps and bounds since obviously you got started again yes we're, we're taking credit for your career so that that's fine <laughs> um okay let's get to the blitz let's finish up here mike i i've really enjoyed talking to you such great information your story is fantastic um but now it's time for what i really care about which is this is the part i care about too yeah yeah this is big now okay this is my way to be able to evaluate guests okay i, I need some way we're gonna have a lot of guests a lot All right. of people in the industry so brad scored six out of 10 here so this is my way to basically you've already mm. winning the hair battle as we know this Point. is the way this is the way for me to sort of get into this now I, one thing before we start i'm the final arbiter of whether your answer is correct okay no Ooh, no okay. arguments no arguments okay you got, all right arguments i made deduct points um fair is fair all right let's get started with the blitz all right if you could instantly develop an expertise in one life skill what would that be jujitsu that's the correct answer actually uh who should portray you in the tv movie that the hallmark channel is inevitably going to make about your life chris hemsworth oh my gosh i did not expect you to knock it out of the park to be fair i was thinking steve buscemi but i'm gonna allow chris Whoa! Hemsworth. I, look it's not personal i i honestly think steve buscemi should portray everyone in their life story he is, on he's sensational he can but do I'd, I'd prefer to be like real handsome and buff no, I get it, but I'm trying to be realistic here. Uh, okay, number three, which NFL team suffered the final loss of the 20th century? Oh. If you know that, I'm going to assume you're cheating. I don't know that. You've got now, a one in 32 chance? Can I, can I ask this question? Are you the stickler of the end of the 20th century was actually the year 2000 or 1999? Does that matter to you? Do you know what it, it's the No, I'm just stalling not, for time over here. Oh, you are. You better not cheat. 1999. Oh, okay, let's go uh, Detroit. I, that's a great guess because you would assume it was actually the Miami Dolphins who lost 38 to 31 mm. to my Jets on December 27th, oh, 1999. Shoot. It's all right. If you knew that, I would have uh, I would have assumed you were cheating. Uh, number four, is a hot dog a sandwich? <laughs> Simple question. Simple uh, question. Yeah, well, the answer is yes. Oh, God. Uh, you know what? That's incorrect. It's no. Hot dog is not a sandwich. I, I appreciate the answer, but that's a no. That's incorrect. What is it? It's a hot dog. That That's mm. it. It's its own separate sort of thing. Don't, don't argue. Don't argue. Oh, uh, no, it. no. I just, uh, when, when people are are adamant that they know that it is not a sandwich, I just like to hear... I like to hear if it answer. makes you feel better, I was just going to mark you wrong, whatever you said, because I, I have full control. You dirty dog. I'm the worst. <laughs> uh, all right. What is the best sports movie of all time? Ooh, the best sports movie of all time is Rookie of the Year. Oh, my. You're killing Rookie of the Year. First of all, you're choosing a baseball movie. That That's crazy to me. You're a football guy, right? There's no football movies, Little Giants. I mean, something like that for football. Nothing. Nah, I mean, there, there are good football movies. Like I love Waterboy. Uh, yeah, but, but the mean, correct the, answer, by the way, is Rocky. That you're, that's incorrect. Rookie of the Year okay. is not the best sports movie. That, that's that's it, fine if you like people missing their punches by about five feet. 
That is true. Okay. And no defense whatsoever in boxing, which a little, a little bizarre, right? Like the defense is blocking it with your face. Yeah. That's, I, I don't box really, but I, strongest I'm pretty, face wins. That's not the way you're supposed to do things. This is a tough one. Okay. Mike, which 2020 NFL draft pick was an accomplished weightlifter in high school? And I'm going to say this it's not going to be, I'll give you a hint. It's not somebody who, like, the first person that's going to come to mind. It's not somebody, when you hear the answer, and maybe you'll get it right, it's not somebody who you are thinking it is going to be. Okay, well then, I don't know, so I'll just uh, take the time to highlight the fact that the Arizona Cardinals were able to draft Isaiah Simmons. Yes, and didn't they trade for somebody this offseason? Somebody good? DeAndre Hopkins, that's right. That Mm. that That was a nice trade. I I didn't want to bring that up. That's all right. That's a really sore subject. People get real mad when you talk about uh, how good the Arizona Cardinals general manager Bill O'Brien is. (laughs) Well, look, I would be jealous, but I'm a Jets fan, so I'm kind of crushing (laughs) the everything, the coaching staff, the team, the history. I've got it all. All right, stop stalling. Who? Which 2020 NFL draft pick was an accomplished weightlifter in high school? Oh, no, I'm, I'm sticking with Isaiah Simmons. Oh, Isaiah Simmons. Oh, I'm sorry. That was your guess. I'm so sorry. I just thought you'd like to talk about the Cardinals. No, actually, it was Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. Oh. So, shocking, right? Shocking. Uh, have you ever had anyone famous reach out to you about something fantasy-related? Uh, depends what you mean by famous, but yes. I'll, I'll say yeah. Okay. You don't want to elaborate on that, by the way. You just want to well, say no. yes. Totally well, like, fine. I'm, but like when you're saying f- famous, like generally you're thinking like a, a TV or a movie star. But if you're familiar with uh, the Try Guys, I'm actually pretty good online friends now with Ned from the Try Guys, and they're <laughs> they're massive, man. They are massive YouTube stars. But uh, we, I've t- I talk to him all the time. He came out to our live show in LA, so. And he is far more famous than I am. Okay, that's a correct answer. Don't worry, we're marking that correct. All right. Uh, if you could live anywhere in the world other than in your current location, where would it be? San Diego. That's obviously the correct answer. San Diego rocks. <laughs> uh, if you were in a two-on-two competition to the death with mm. a rival fantasy gang, and the three events in this competition were dodgeball, bobsledding, and the ability to sit in a chair without getting up for the longest <laughs> amount of time. Which one of the footballers are you choosing to join your team, Jason or Andy? Oof. Okay, so it's all three? You got you, all three. That's the event. You, you're, you'll have to win two out of three to win this competition to the death with your rival fantasy gang. Dodgeball, mm. bobsledding, ability to sit in a chair longest without getting up. Because I feel like... I would have to. I would prefer to have Andy for dodgeball. Sure. Um, Jason would be excellent, but Andy was the quarterback for our our flag football team, and he's got he's got a deadly arm. Oh, I feel like Jason would help me with bobsledding, though. He's got he's he's a meaty boy. He's got yep. real strong legs. So I mean, the push off is really important, and he's going to help me there more than Andy would. So it comes down to who's going to sit longest without getting Who? up. The problem is we've had Jason injure himself multiple times while sitting, if you listen to the show at all. <laughs> the amount so, of analysis that is going into the answer of this question I, makes me respect you even more than I already did. The, uh, well, just a side note, like, so we do a, a, a side podcast where it's just, it's just comedy. We call it, it's the Spitballers podcast. 
this is kind of what I'm notorious for is questions that should not be analyzed. Those are my favorite questions to dig into and really get to the bottom of it. I so, wish I asked you more of these then. We could have had a four-hour show. It would have been awesome. Oh, All right, go ahead. four? Keep go going, man. We can go longer than that. Uh, <laughs> so it's it comes down to the sitting. I believe... Can you can you fall asleep in the chair? Sure. You just can't get up. Okay, then I'm taking... Bladder, bla- the ability to, to not have to go to the bathroom, by the way. I'll, I'll take Andy then because he is a master chair sleeper. Okay. All right, I am not only going to mark that correct, but I'm also going to make a note to not ask you those types of questions <laughs> in future podcasts. Okay, finally, this is a tough one, okay? You're a music guy, as you mentioned. Uh, what musician is first alphabetically by last name, so alphabetically by last name, on the Hollywood Walk of Fame? That's a real tough one. If you get this, forget it. I'm just probably going to give you an extra point. What's funny is a name popped into my head, but there's no way that this guy's on the Walk of Fame, but I'm going to go with it anyways. I will go with Adam Ant. Ooh, that that is unfortunately incorrect. It's Paula Abdul. Mm. Straight up, don't tell me. that That's what it is. Yeah. So look, man, I, honestly, you, you got five correct, but your answers were so good and thought out, and I, I kind of I kind of screwed Wait, you. So I bit. lost to Brad? You did, oh, with the hot just... dog. The hot dog is sandwich, though. Is, to, to be fair, I, it's Ugh. my own fault. I, that was probably the right answer. Most people agree hot dog is sandwich. But look, I, I can't do it. I can't I can't retroactively change the grade. It is look, fine. Man. You did lose Fair's to Brad, fair. but you were still, I mean, you can tell him. You're a much better guest. I mean, the amount of thought you gave into the two-on-two competition to the death just blows everything else out of the water, regardless <laughs> of the fact that you have an incredibly interesting story into how you Changed the game of fantasy football. So mm, changed, you know changed it. Um, I really appreciate you coming on, Mike. Everybody knows you, and everybody knows where they can find you. But just in case there is the rare person lives in Antarctica who doesn't know who you are, uh, tell everybody where they can find more of you and the great work that you guys do. Sure, you can find uh, all of the fantasy footballer stuff, thefantasyfootballers.com, wherever podcasts are listened to. We are on there as well. If you want to follow. More of my personal insights, um, my Twitter and my Instagram handle are the same. They are at FFHitman. Awesome. Well, thanks again for coming on, uh, Mike. I've, I've got notes for the next time you and I chat or podcast as to the types of questions I'm going to ask. Excellent. So uh, it should be less analysis needed. On your <laughs> More anyway, nonsense. all right. Uh, I really appreciate you coming on. Um, all right, everybody. Uh, we will be back next week with another guest. Thanks for listening. Court is adjourned.